What's going on? Welcome to episode 114 of the WorkPrint's Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, the New Year Rob, and I'm being joined by my... Hmm. Normally, I would say faithful, or I would say the best co-host. This week, I'm being joined by Bilal, and he is what he is. Yeah, no, no, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll mm -hmm. take it. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll get into it. And this might be the last episode of the show, you know? <laughs> uh, and we're being joined by a very special guest, uh, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? And then we lost Bilal's hey. just gone. That's fine. I'm uh, fine with Blah being gone. How's it that going? was weird. I'm still here. Like, Hopefully it's not the last episode because of me. I don't. I hope <laughs> I'm not that guy. I don't want no, to blow no, 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 no. Up. No, if anything, we might just have to give Blah the boot, and you're going to be the permanent third seat. Uh, all right. Hey, so while while Bilal figures out what's going on with his cam, uh, Kevin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And so, yeah. Um... So I just uh, kind of like a, an avid, just addict addict to to games of all sorts. Uh, you know, obviously I've been playing a, playing games as long as I've been able to hold a controller. Uh, first system was the Atari twenty six hundred, I believe. Um, coming all the way into today, you know, I've played them all. I love hard games, things that take at least a thousand hours a year to play. I play a lot of Warframe, a lot of Rocket League, a lot of Escape from Tarkov. I play a lot of card games. Um, my hero played Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, and I'm an anime freak, as you guys can see. So it's a little bit about me. Listen, right. every, everyone is an anime freak. Um, I think it's just normalized now. Like we, I love we, it's mainstream. We, 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 love it. we were the ones that suffered back in middle school and high school for these kids to run. Yeah. I mean, listen... <laughs> Don't don't say this we nonsense. I wasn't. Uh, anime is more new to me. I actually, I guess that's not true. I guess that's not true because of Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh was the one anime that I watched religiously for the first handful of seasons. And so. I know that doesn't count, but we welcome you anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Dragon Ball Z don't count. Yeah, it's funny. My son, my son's birthday is today. Actually, he turned fifteen. Oh my gosh. And. Happy my unfortunately we couldn't go out and really celebrate we picked up food one of his favorite restaurants we had a cake here and we're gonna go out on friday to celebrate because he's got a big test tomorrow had homework blah 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 uh so but to make up for it my wife was like hey tj what do you want to do for your birthday and he's like uh like uh, we don't have to do anything like i know we can't go out so like it's like if you want I will sit and watch anime with you. And he's like, let's go. And so they're downstairs <laughs> watching the first couple episodes of My Hero right now, uh, starting oh, her from the beginning. That, that, that's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. Aww. And so actually, kind of, yeah, it took a lot for me to actually come back up here after uh, joining the call in Ridgely because I sat down with them and started watching for a little bit. Like, mm. oh, yeah, I love this show. Did she have questions? Uh, not yet. Uh, you I should think have them try ranking of kings. That is such a crazy thing. You just said that. I was just watching that with my niece before I got on this call. It's so and wholesome and sweet, and it also breaks your heart. Uh, but like, and the characters so are complex. So many questions, so many conversations yeah. we're having, and 
She's like, why did that person do that? I'm like, why do you think they did that? And it's like, it just, it's so good. Oh my gosh. I, I, I actually think the one anime I'm going to say, have my daughter watch with me and introduce her to, because you mentioned Wholesome, is uh, Spy Family. Oh, and so yeah. I, I think that's the one that I get her into. But she's already on board with My Hero. I started doing this thing where my daughter wanted a bedtime story. So I started recapping the early seasons of My Hero. <laughs> And so now she loves Deku and she hates Bakugo. <laughs> and, yeah. and so for Christmas, Sander got her the first volume of the manga. And I started looking through it and was like, oh, I'm going to have to sit and read this to you because there might be some pages I have to skip. Um, oh, you should have told me. Yeah, some Veneta need, stuff. If you need more volumes, let me know. Because right. Uncle Blal's got volumes 1 to 20 box set. I don't okay. know what's going on sound, with that. Sound, sounds good. Um, I, try to, I try not to read too much manga, but Hunter Hunter is going to make me buy some stuff. Like, I've been waiting too long. Ugh. I'm, I, you know what? I might be with you there, honestly. Yeah. I love Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter to the point where, like, that battle arena game is coming out, the card game is coming out. And I was like, oh, maybe I do have space for another one if it comes stateside, just so I can play as Gone. Uh, all right. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just address the elephant in the room. Call it out. All right. Uh, K Kevin, question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, when, if you ever had to go to court. No, uh, hold on. And, hold and on. You, you would want a lawyer that could spot lies, right? Hold right? on, like hold on, lies, right? Be helpful. Oh, hold okay, on, yes, Kevin. <laughs> yes, let me ask I you a question, that. right? Okay. If yeah. you're playing with your friend a trading card game, a collectible okay. card game, mm. now you have gone to tournaments in, you have invested a lot of time in, and you know that your friend hasn't, just hasn't, right? Your yeah. friend understands how to play, has played a couple matches here and there. But just hasn't played a bunch, right? right? And you're you're playing with him, okay? Are you while you're playing? Are you going to unprovoked lie about what's in your hand? <laughs> Wait a minute. If I'm I, I'm if, lying about my hand. Yes, him? as as the person who has played way more, <laughs> has already won four matches in a row, right? Yeah. Are you going to lie about what's in your hand? I have a very specific reason why I can never do that. Okay. A very specific. Because I, I, uh, I remember it was, I was at a car shop one time. It was Front Row Comics. They don't exist anymore. It was up in Glen Burnie. And I go in there. We're playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm playing against this kid. He couldn't have been more than 11 years old. And uh, he flips over a trap card. And he says, <laughs> he says, this card says that your monster can't attack and he goes back in your hand and your turn is over and i'm looking at it and the card is safe zone i know what the card does it doesn't <laughs> do any of that okay <laughs> i'm like oh that's dope that's awesome and can i read that he goes no that's not no never mind he flips it back down and he, <laughs> he proceeds to do something else i'm like i can never be that kid i just can't. okay <laughs> i have to be better uh, than that kid i agree you should be better than that kid <laughs> Now, 
let's and we have video proof this isn't even like this isn't the thing i could literally bring up the the, the past stream because it's still on our twitch channel we're playing one piece right i'm playing because Bilal wants to play and i'm i i want to make my friend happy he, he's interested in this game he loves this game he does so much for the channel and the website and i'm just like you know what yes we'll play let's play we'll stream it i'll handle the stream I'll set up this whole let's let's do it. Um we're playing he's won many games in a row, right? Of course he has. He has every card possible. Okay? He has excuse he's hold on hold on hold on. He has earlier that day what did you receive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. He did he did and that's why that's probably the reason I played is because he sent me a bunch of cards. So I was playing with a modified I card. <laughs> I, I was every common rare uncommon. Yes, every card. And every so card. I was playing with a modified starter deck originally. And then I threw some cards that he sent me in. Right. So yes, right. But I that's to say that he just there's a certain point where like, you know, uh it's not just skill, but also like knowledge of the cards goes a long way, right? Knowledge of how to build the proper deck, all that stuff, you know? And it's not like it's not a situation where like my deck couldn't possibly be his. It's not. I'm not trying to say that, you know. Um, but he's just the the veteran in the situation. So he wins like four in a row, um, and then we're playing a, another one, and he says he draws a card, and then he says out loud, "Oh, so many events, right? So many events." Okay. Pl plural, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got five cards in hand. I start attaching cards to attack, and I do the math where, okay, if he's got two events, the most he could have in his hand for counters would be this much. So I just need to get to that number, okay? I could have gone above it, but I need to get to that number. So I get to that number. And this dude lied. He just flat out lied. He had oh, one event. He has one event. Right oh my there. god! That's, this that's isn't. We weren't. We weren't. We weren't at a tournament. We weren't at a like. It's just we're literally just two friends hanging out. I. It just listen. <laughs> it just caught me so off guard. And so I oh, now. I now. Different. I now. Oh, I. I understand now, what One Piece does to people. <laughs> And the type of people that One Piece players are. Yes. And so I, 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 am, I wash my hands of the game. My son is not, my son, I'm not even going to introduce my son to him. I'm actually, my son is banned from playing the game because I, I'm raising a better man than that. <laughs> and so. Yesterday we, were yesterday we were streaming a Gloomhaven. He comes into the, the chat and he's like, don't listen to Bilal. He's, he ate the lie life root. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this, uh, is that a fruit? Is that a fruit? I think that's a fruit. No, it's not. Oh, is it actually? I, I was gonna not. say. I mean, I've the here's the thing about One Piece. So I I've started watching. We talked about anime. How how long into this episode are we already? And we haven't talked about video games once. I uh ah. yeah. I I started watching the anime, and one of the things that's catching me off guard is that I'm not even that far in, and there is just hundreds of devil fruits. Everybody's eating a devil fruit. You know, you can't go. You can't how walk into. Uh, Bilal says I'm on one of the filler arcs. Uh, I think. Oh, you're already. So you're they, on the Grand Line. Um, I don't think. What I'm was the last arc? Quite. You did? The last arc I did was 
they met the marine the smoking one they smoker? went to where what's his okay. name yeah okay. smoker so you're yeah. almost on the ground okay yeah. yeah yeah no yeah yeah you've seen a lot of double fruits yeah yeah, yeah. everybody's got it. it was one of those things where like you know first that luffy shows his power and people are like oh like what what is that and it still boggles my mind when he's when that happens and people are surprised because there are so many you you literally in that world there's no way of walking two feet without running into somebody that has devil fruit powers and so it's like all these people must have already seen somebody with devil fruit powers i don't know why they keep getting surprised when luffy stretches a little bit <laughs> okay because the people like in the east blue is a very weak part of the world mm. so there's just not many devil fruit users in the east blue if you if you have power you're gonna go to the grand line you're gonna do some real stuff where the money's at you know you're gonna loot some take over some stuff you know um so yeah that's why people are just like what are, are you telling me i don't know what are, that you, is. are you telling me the east blue is a flyover state is that what you're telling yes, me 100 yes, it is all right it might it, it might be like haiti honestly it's like super super like, weak gotcha. like, it's not anything and they somebody said that they were like they're like i'm the greatest swordsman in oh yeah it was a uh, mihawk right when he yeah. uh, when zoro fights mihawk and he's like that's the weakest of all the seas dude mm-hmm. if you're you're like you're bragging that you graduated high school what, what yeah. are you doing um i got my ged <laughs> yeah. anyway i hate one piece now let's get into video games and what we've been playing uh since you're the guest shock uh Shock. All right. Actually, let's do that first. Kevin, besides introducing yourself and telling us what kind of games you normally play and stuff like that, uh, why don't you also tell us about your channel and some of the content that you create? Because you do have your own channel and, and your own uh, a brand of sorts. Yes. Uh, I am the owner of My Hero Meta. Uh, we make My Hero videos. Uh, we're about to start back up. We It's just me. We're about to start <laughs> back up this month uh, uh-huh. with the previews for the next set so if you're playing the my hero academia card game definitely check out my hero meta we are the creators of my hero calc which is the only universes damage calculator in the android app store coming to ios very soon as soon as i get off my keister um (laughs) then uh yeah um i also edit for a lot of other people's channels but don't worry about them (laughs) so yeah, that's uh, generally what I'm doing right now. I have plans for other channels as well, but for right now, that's where all my time goes. Yeah, it's so crazy. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on podcast, but blah, I've definitely told you the story before. I had downloaded the My Hero Calc app on Android, and I think I was doing it because I, I literally just started getting this game. I was trying to figure out something that would make it easier. Found the app started using it, was using it at the local shop. And then you hop into the Discord, say you're coming. I, being nosy, click on your profile, see your links, and then see the logo on one of the links. And I'm like, well, wait a second. And so I click on it and then realize that literally the app I downloaded a few days ago was made by you and your local, and you come and play on the regular. Like, that's how you know we live in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're the hero of the story because i've been looking for a consistent local in the dc area since the game started and we just can't get one steady and so you know you've made something really great over there at uh at gaming giant and um yeah trying 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 but hey six hey we're we're growing 
Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. growing. Uh, um, so. But yeah, let's get go ahead and, and, and talk about what we've been playing. Why don't you kick us off, Kevin? What what games have you been playing lately? Um, um you know, I started to I hesitate to say this game on this stream. I don't know if there's a lot of people who watch a lot of shooters, but Escape from Tarkov just had their biggest update of their entire life cycle. Game six, seven years old. It just dropped huge update this uh this past winter so this past christmas so i've been playing that like you know i've been playing mm-hmm. that like eight hours a day i yeah. see i see you on discord and every time it's just like escape escape from tarkov, from tarkov. Yeah. 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 yeah is this yeah, like was this that game that released in early access that people were like it's like a raid uh with how difficult it was is it that it's very difficult <laughs> i'm not sure but it's it's a game that is not fun like the players who play it will tell you, you don't play this game to have fun. That's just not a thing. You know, you play it to accomplish something or whatever, but it's basically like punching yourself in the junk over and over again is <laughs> like what, what happens when you play this game. But um, if you can, if you can master some of it, it's impossible to master all of it, but if you can master some of it, you feel like a God. Yeah, it's so. it's it's funny. I've watched a couple of Escape from Tarkov streams, and it's one of those things where, like, when I first started watching, I'm like, I just don't understand what the objective is in here. Uh, here, <laughs> but it's also one of those games that, like, I see people, and once it's got their hooks in them, they can't they can't quit it, right? Right. So obviously, yeah. there's something there. There's a reason it's gotten as big as it has, and it's as popular as it has. I think my problem is that I just don't have the bandwidth right now, and I'll I'll talk about it once I talk about what I've been playing. I don't have the bandwidth right now to add in uh, another game like that, right? One where it's similar to people who are into battle royales like me, you know, with Apex and stuff like that. Like there are certain games and certain genres that you either play them and that's half of your playing time is that one game or you don't, right? There's no like dipping your toes in it. Yeah. And so, right. Um, um, yeah. Oh, but what, what's big in this update? Uh, uh, so they have been teasing a map, this new map called Streets, for five years, I want to say. They've, they've been showing us trailers, screenshots for five years. They said it's going to come in 2019. They said it's going to come in 2020, 2021. So it finally dropped uh, in this past Christmas. Also, you know, you also have a gym that you can go in and work out and get your strength up. And there's every update they update once every six months every update has a ton of stuff but this is the first one in in about a couple years that's just had like the list is pages long of this the amount of content they've added so um and i think that's kind of the secret sauce of why tarkov is popular and there's just there's just not a lot of games out there triple a developers you know a lot of live service games that are giving a lot of content that are you know, standing behind their game that are, you know, doing dev streams, telling the community, hey, this is where we messed up. This is what we're going to bring you. Stuff like that. Like Warframe does that. You know, Tarkov does that. You know, it's more difficult because you're going to take a lot of heat because people know where to direct the heat. But it just it, it gives your game like a whole life. It makes people fans of it because at least they know what to expect, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I've talked about on this podcast when it comes to things like Marvel's uh, Avengers, right? I think that game, besides the fact of just the lack of content after launch, 
But that game's other biggest issue was that the dev team just went silent. The dev team was like, oh, we have content, we have this roadmap, but we're not going to talk about is it. Coming. We're, yeah, yeah, we're not going <laughs> to give you hard dates. We're not going to come and explain why things keep getting pushed back. We're just not, there's like no transparency there. And I think that, the like you said, the way you build a, a loyal fan base in a community is you have transparency, you have the, the streams. One of the things that I think, um, I actually think that Respawn does pretty well is that they're pretty open about like, not just what's coming in the new seasons for Apex Legends, but they also always release a blog post of like, here's our thinking behind why we're making these changes, why we're introducing this, what we think it's going to do to the meta, what we're trying to accomplish, whether it be in rank or, or casual. And then even smaller, like, I actually, I think League of Legends has gotten some flack or Riot has gotten some flack recently for a lack of transparency when it comes to the updates and people feel like they're not supporting the game as much as they used to going into 2023 versus like, you know, I play a lot of Smite. That's no secret. Anybody who watches or listens to this podcast, I play a lot of Smite and they have dev streams on YouTube like every other week. Uh, and they release patches you know, at least once a month, if not more often. And they go on and they explain everything that they're changing in the patches, why they're changing it, uh, what they're planning on bringing, what they hope it accomplishes. And then when it doesn't happen, they come in and they go, okay, well, we messed up a little bit here. Didn't quite have the intended effect. And I think that's what you have to do if you're going to build that fan, that fan base, you know? Um, and it also is has an effect of like, when you do mess up, people aren't as upset because you've came and talked about it and explained your your reasoning and where you went wrong right i think it gives a lot of uh goodwill to companies when they do stuff like that where like company a who isn't transparent isn't vocal with the community makes a mistake company b makes the same mistake but is vocal and transparent company b is going to get off without anybody being blinking right and then company a it's going to be turned into a bigger deal than maybe it necessarily had to and so I always preach that, that that is what more companies need to do. Yeah, um, the one the one problem, and I don't want to uh, I want to get your opinion too, Bilal, but mm-hmm. like the one problem is it's like the stock market is that when your stock is in the yeah. hands of these developers when they go on stream, yeah. they might say something that you know Battlefield. I think it was Battlefield Four coming out six months late. It was the one that came out six months late. It came out. Uh, a fiscal year later than it was supposed to and mm. ea stock got cut in half because they didn't meet their projections for that year and it was like they they made the they made the right choice they gave us the game that they should have yeah. gave us and they took a hit for it on the stock market and now they've made a bunch of decisions that are anti-player because they have to take care of their investors more than they have to take care of their consumers and it's just really unfortunate when those two things are at a clash and unfortunately they're always at a clash when it comes to video games yeah i mean it, and it takes longer to make games nowadays i mean it's like a six to eight year cycle for triple a games which is kind of ridiculous um yeah. at the end of the day uh like there used to be a new final fantasy every year back when i was a kid and it was a gr- it was like it's almost winter where's my new final fantasy and that was great um, i, I- yeah, and I think that's why you're seeing a lot of teams, especially the smart ones, start doing smaller projects in between their bigger releases with a little splintered, like splintered off team. 
I mean, Obsidian has done that with Pentiment this year. Grounded last year was a split off uh, team when that first came to early access. And so, but yeah, you're 100% right. Obviously, I can sit here and say they need to be more transparent. But when you're talking about a, a big studio, I mean, look at Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft had some more bad news, uh, I think, yeah, earlier today. Yeah, we'll and get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the problem is, is they're a 20,000 person company, you know? And so when you're a company that large, I mean, how do you go about being transparent, especially if it's bad news, you know, and you're a publicly traded company? And so, I mean, I do, I mean, I do get it from a, a purely logical standpoint, but from a player standpoint, like, come on, man, just, just talk to yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, forget this. Like, I don't yeah. care about all that. Forget the investors. I don't care about yeah. your stock price. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Bilal, what about you? What have you been playing lately? Me? I, oh, God. Um, so, you know, winter last year was a time where I took the time to catch up on Game of the Year. Um, it's weird uh, being a parent for, for, like, a full actual year. Um I don't know. Like sitting down with these big AAA games has been almost impossible. Uh, so I just ended up playing a ridiculous amount of Marvel Snap <laughs> over the winter break. Uh, got to rank seventy nine, which I think is fairly impressive uh, for December. And then it you drops you thirty ranks for the new one. And then I was yeah. like, uh, for whatever reason, the climb is just not working this time around. Uh, so uh, there's that. I fired up uh, Chained Echoes, which is like a single developer RPG in the vein of like Chrono Trigger. Uh, like if you think back to like SNES type RPGs. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've got to say, the one thing this game does right is it starts off nice and fast like you're in it within like the first 10 minutes it's like it's like here's action go uh they introduce you slowly to the uh, the combat uh you're switching between characters as the story progresses from like between different protagonists um as the world develops uh it's a traditional turn-based style they have a little counter up top to track um you know, the turn orders. But I think one of the cool things that they do have in the battle is like an overdrive meter. Uh, basically, as you attack and use certain abilities, it it raises to like a sweet spot, like so your characters warm up. And once you get to like that sweet spot, um, you're able to do more damage and take less damage. And so you have to like, ma you're managing that with what, you're, what you choose uh, in terms of your skills or attacks. And like it can either increase it, and you could like loot, you could lose the um, overdrive, or you could decrease it with certain abilities. So it's it's a it's a nice take on that combat. Um, I, I'm about like two hours in so far on that, but uh, it's been a fairly positive experience, and I've just been trying to get back to it <laughs> whenever I get a chance. But it, you know, it's on Game Pass, so I imagine I have at least a year <laughs> to wrap things up on that. Mm -hmm. um, Is it on Game Pass? Hmm. Yeah. PC and this Xbox, like turn-based, turn-based combat, like you know, old school Final Fantasy. Yeah, my favorite kind of game. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know what else is releasing uh, in a day or two uh, that has turn-based combat? One Piece Odyssey. <laughs> the One Piece yeah. JRPG. I, <laughs> wow, seems like I'm the only one that is uh, willing to put my fandom in front of a poorly developed. Uh, 
video game. I I'm two One Piece games back, so it wasn't gonna matter. I still have to get through um, <clears throat> Pirate Warriors Four, and that's not even it? canon. <laughs> hey, I, I I gotta get through. Let me do No, hey, listen, don't don't respond to any. I already told you the kind of person that One Piece players are. <laughs> you know, you don't have to justify your actions with with this man. Yeah. Now, uh, no, it's funny. I actually am am thinking about potentially. Uh, I know there's a lot of like qualifiers there and stuff like that. Uh, mm. Picking up and playing that One Piece JRPG. I, it's it's weird. I'm kind of in the mood for one, uh, and the fact that I am now watching the show and stuff like that, and and starting to have an, an affinity and an understanding of some of these characters uh i'm i am interested obviously i'm so far back that like i'm sure it's gonna be a lot of this and a lot of characters that i just don't know yeah because it right. does it does go through memories of like different arcs yeah. and so you might just yeah. end up spoiling yourself as you yeah go so it. so that's one of the things that might hold me back from doing it because i am enjoying the show so far yeah um, um so yeah, but they did, pushing... out a, oh. they did put out a demo uh one two hour demo that does carry over uh to the full game so if you do want to check it out and see how you feel about it you can definitely do that. And I think it's the same as uh, that starting area from the New York Comic Con demo I tried out. So it's like, mm. it's it's a little bit clunky, but like the combat works and like, I think the writing and character work is feels like One Piece. So like, if you're a fan, there's definitely something there for you. Do they have English voice acting? No, it's, I think it's all Japanese. No, I'm language good. I'm, and... I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> all right. What were you going to say, Kevin? What was your question? I was going to ask Bilal. So when I was where Rob is right now, I was told by... <laughs> The One Piece nation at large, I, they told me, skip to the time skip. Now skip 500 episodes of One Piece and go right to the time skip. And I just thought, is the show good or is it not? Because if it's bad, then I just want to skip the whole thing. If it's good, I don't want to skip 500 that, episodes. So that's no. kind of that's kind of how I feel. Uh, before Bilal an uh, like answers in, in detail, Bilal also has told me, to kind of like skip over the filler episodes, which fine, I, I understand that logic. But also, if I'm like invested in the anime, then I'm I want to watch it all. Uh, and if I if I didn't want to watch stuff that wasn't part of the manga originally, I would just go read the manga. And so I, I, I'm I'm in it. Yeah, for the there's not much ball. filler though. There's like there's almost no filler. Yeah, but it, there's it's the all... one Millennium Dragon arc at the beginning. That's filler. that's that's right. what that's, I'm, that's that, literally that's where I am at. right now. Yeah. Right, total yeah. filler. Except for yeah. if you skip it, then there's one episode where you're like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, um, and then there's the little like, if you've watched Naruto, you, you know how there's episodes where they. It, it, they're in a completely different else world. All the characters are different characters, mm -hmm. and they're like in some other fantasy or whatever. But there's only like a handful of those, so yeah, yeah there's not much filler in one. I, I I think for me, I grew like I was watching during the time where Naruto decided to do 200 episodes of uh, of a filler at the end uh, instead of jumping to their time skip, and then Bleach did an entire vampire arc that like they just made up and was not good um and so it was just like i I'm, i don't want fillers uh so i just I skipped through all that but no i think i i think you, the stuff before the time skip it, there's so many great moments uh yeah. like like I, I, there's so many great stories uh the one i i think anime wise the one arc that just did not land for me was the sky island arc um it just uh, i felt like that one dragged early on um, I also couldn't find episodes, so, uh, I had oh. to, like, buy 
DVDs that were probably bootleg, <laughs> and that was the only way to finish that. Um, yeah, I was but, able to download the whole thing. Yeah, I got lucky. Yeah. I mean, back uh, then, back yeah. then to watch an episode of Naruto it was an eight-hour download. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. was, oh, right, you're yeah. talking about. I forget yeah. you're talking about like 15 years ago. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Bala, you have some non-gaming things that you also did in, in the time since our last yes. podcast. I don't have uh I don't have a fancy free room camera. Actually, I might be able to do this. Uh, I don't know, whatever. I'll just talk about it. Um <laughs> I so I've been talking about how I bought the the Secret Labs Magnus desk and L extension. Uh, I also bought their headphone hanger. Um it's a magnetic headphone hanger, mm-hmm. their cable sheets, and the dual um monitor. Uh, arms uh, for like the vase amounts and I've got to say this desk is everything I wished it was. <laughs> it is That's awesome. Amazing in terms of cable management quality. The, it co- comes with this like super nice uh, leather mat that goes on top. I even bought a second one for the L extension. I thought it was to be like a, a little cheap thing. No, it is quality across the board. Even my dad was impressed uh, and like I had a couple of friends come over and we showed them uh, I showed them, the, and they're like, how much was this? And they're like, that was worth it. Because, <laughs> like, I made my previous desk uh, from Ikea. Like, I bought a, a wooden countertop. Mm-hmm. I bought some legs and a, a drawer. Uh, and I just set it on that. And that was, like, 170 bucks in mm-hmm. total. And it was great. It was fantastic. But um, I wanted something where I could do cable management a bit better, keep it nice and clean. And, like, this desk has, it has like, a nice little tray in the back, uh, which just throw your wires in there i mean you could clean them up back there but you really can't see them they're easily accessible um it it, it it's everything i needed to do what i want like in terms of work in terms of like i i didn't even know i was gonna play webcam card games and like i can easily do that i have the space for it uh yeah. like my al extension right now is just figures and cards <laughs> that i can <laughs> use for uh, desks um and, like it is on the pricey side for desks, and at the end of the day, it is a desk, but it's a very good desk. So, um, I I will say it's on the pricey side for like a home desk. Yes. Yeah. But as far as like as somebody who works in office space, has looked at you know in a professional setting, has looked at office desks and stuff like that. That desk is cheap. Yeah. Like, it just depends on what where you, where what category you put it in, mm-hmm. right? And so and how much no, use you're getting out of it. And how much exactly use out of it than a normal person exactly. needs a home desk. And, yep. and that's and that's the thing. I've spent I spend so much time here uh every week. Um even like like if I'm at my parents, like uh I still come back at the end of the night, I'll still spend a few hours here and this desk is gonna last me years, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh I don't even know if I'll ever get rid of this desk, uh to be honest. Um and so it's just like if you do like the hour conversion of what led to like dollars it's you know at the end of the day it's gonna be so worthwhile um, i mean it, it's the same reason why i invested in this herman miller chair right yeah, it's because exactly. i am sitting in it way more than i used to i mean after you know the pandemic and stuff like that being stuck and realizing just how much work from home i'm i'm doing and just how much i'm actually sitting here in this office like it just made more sense when you when you put it that way when you put it like hour per dollar uh you just reminded me of something uh so friday nights i go to my uh local shop to play one piece Mm -hmm. the chairs there like like i understand like 
local some local shops are just like you know just getting by um they will have like the fold-out tables but like the chairs they have like every time i come back my lower back is aching um <laughs> uh, because like they're old chairs and that part of me is like maybe maybe i should just buy them like new folding chairs or something <laughs> uh like that's the thought that's going through my head uh with it like a, a cushion with you or something yeah a, like a good chair goes a long way i feel like uh, at our our at the our card shop the chairs are actually pretty good because i've never even thought about like them not being yeah i mean i'm a bigger guy so for oh. me like but it's they're still good as in terms of like different card shops around i think they're better yeah. than average yeah um i have thought to myself during a game what if i just like you know shipped a dxl a dx racer to this store <laughs> like, i bet you he like, would let you keep it there as right like, yeah <laughs> knowing him i bet you he would be cool with that um <laughs> yeah um there's that um what else uh also back there uh my box throne um king finally came in and that's the customizable shelving unit for uh your tabletop games uh so i've got the towers created but i haven't actually put the shelves in and uh, got the games up yet but uh i'm very excited so i could finally clean up the garage and put these uh board games in a proper spot uh and nice. speaking of board games uh when we were at pax unplugged uh we were uh, rob and i were there we talked about it in the past our friend ng uh was there as well and he picked up a game called heroes of arcadia uh and rob and i pretty much were like this just seems like an alcoholic source nightmare uh, uh so yeah there, there, real... there, there was a ju- there was judgment i won't lie <laughs> so also here's the funny thing is this is one of those games that like if you're like me and you're very into board games you've been advertised this game on like Instagram and other social medias. And it always looks like it just, it really just looks like an excuse to drink. Yeah. And so, uh, but go ahead. I, I mean, I was excited to hear yeah. when you told me that that's not necessarily the case. No. So, uh, I don't drink. Uh, so I play so. this game with Pepsi. Also did my wife, uh, and, uh, uh, another person in our group and like three other people had like uh I, I think an ipa that they poured in and like the way this game works is um you choose a hero each hero comes with like a one-time use ability so i was uh i think i was called merlo the wizard <laughs> uh and yeah it's all it's full of alcohol puns uh there's a book called the liquid namicon with uh, drinks that you can uh make uh, to fill up your cup and on the cup itself, uh, it tracks your HP. So you start with 60 HP. And like it actually, if you pour one IPA bottle in there, it actually fills up right to full. Uh, so like mm-hmm. smart smart design, if you ask me. And uh, the game is simple. Uh, you can take up to three actions in your turn. Uh, uh, you either reveal a tile, move through two revealed rooms, or uh, attempt to fight the Drink Horde, which is like the final boss. And the only way to fight the final boss is to get three power-ups. So your goal is to make your way through the, uh, this tile-based dungeon. Uh, if you ever played like House on the Hill or um, Haunting of Hill House? I forget what the game is called, but it's like mm-hmm. basically reveal the dungeon as you go through and you encounter uh, the different types of monsters. Betrayal at House on the Hill? Yes, that one. There you go. Yeah, I just played uh, it recently. That's why it's yeah. in my head. Uh, so you, yeah, you, you could design the dungeon however you want, and then you reveal a card. So if there's it's a monster, the monster has a level and uh, a damage uh, number on it, and then uh, as well as like what your reward is for defeating it. So it could be like two loot cards or a power card. Uh, the level is what you have to roll in order to beat it, 
Uh, and so you, you roll the 20 side die, you beat it, or you don't. If you don't, you have to drink the damage amount from your cup uh, and, and for losing. There's also oh. boss battles. Uh, and the way boss battles works is you choose, uh, you choose an, uh, someone else at the table, they will roll for the boss. If you beat them, they have to drink. So it's like, if you know someone's low on health, or, or someone's like in a really good spot in terms of health, you can choose them and try to beat them. And whoever has a higher, higher roll there wins. There's also team battles where like two people roll against like a single monster uh, and try to defeat it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's like the loot cards have traps. Uh, there's dueling as well. It, it's just so simple from a D&D perspective. But mm. like we played for like 90 minutes. I think I drank about three and a half mini Pepsis, mini cans of Pepsis, like, okay. like mm-hmm. this. Wait. Uh, and then I switched over to water uh, after. So like if, if you die, if you, your drink finishes, you can refill it. You drop a power-up card uh, uh, in the okay. space you're at, and then you start back at the center. And you just try to get, because you need three power-up cards to fight the final monster um, and defeat it. I ended up winning, which is great. Um, and like it was still fun without alcohol, so... Uh, we immediately looked up if we could find this. It's still, they're still like fulfilling their remaining Kickstarter orders before it's available for sale widely. But I like, if you need a social drinking game, that's fun. I highly recommend this. And like definitely get a version that comes with the cups. Cause I think the cups really do help sell it. That sounds really cool. I see that <clears throat> the game has 57 tiles as yes. the board. So you can kind of set it up the kind of whatever way you want or yeah. is there a certain way uh, you have to... uh, yeah, yeah. set up however you want you could even make designs with gaps in it um the one thing that uh, that like they suggest is like you use your cup as your character when my friend had 3d printed figures like if you have any other tokens or something just use the tokens instead uh, or any other figures you have uh, like to as like your character to move around uh the tiles i just think like having the cup um just seems a little bit big and unwieldy and um, the but everything's waterproof. You buy everything's waterproof oh, okay. as well. That's one of the things that they advertise in their Kickstarter video. Um, yeah, it's uh, like there's trap tokens, uh, 25 power up cards, um, thir- six custom dice. I think they also add two more characters in the expansion. Uh, it's it, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I highly recommend it. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that's dope. That's all I need is to buy another board game. Uh, hey, but listen, yeah. I, I I honestly think your wife would enjoy it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's already begun again. I had hit in a resolution that I wasn't going to buy really any more board games until uh, until the holidays came around. The, the moment the holidays came around, the board games started coming back into the house. <laughs> and so I'm already like, it's what, January 11th? And I'm already like four new board games. In. Oh, my God. And Jeez. so... In my defense, they were purchased with, you know, uh, gift cards and, 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 and money that was given to me for Christmas. So so what you're saying is you give me money, I buy you a gift card. Oh, you're talking about the workaround? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Loophole. I don't know if she's going to approve of that loophole. But <laughs> no, but things have been good. I've been playing a lot of board games as well lately. Um, it's funny you mentioned like as a D&D kind of S light. I started playing. We played Dice Throne at oh, Pax Unplugged. Yeah. yeah, Dice Throne's awesome. Mike picked up Dice Throne Adventures, the cooperative campaign version of Dice Throne, 
where you take your characters and you go through again it's kind of a tile revealing like board and fight bosses and stuff like that and it's very much like the scripted dnd light and uh it's very 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 cool uh i don't want to get too much into that because at some point we do have to get into the news the games i've been playing though is i think i mentioned last time that i had either started or was going to start high on life i finished high on life it's i mean it is what it is i thought it was dumb uh it, you have to you have to actually enjoy that type of humor that brick and morty-esque humor uh i do so it clicked with me i thought it was fun and it didn't overstay its welcome it was actually a little bit longer than i thought it was i think it came in at around like seven or eight hours uh and i i enjoyed it all the way through uh i it gave me a lot of uh odd world's uh strangers wrath vibes mm -hmm. where like instead of the different ammo being these different critters the guns all are different have their own different personalities and stuff like that and actually talk to you and, and comment i also think it's super smart in the way that like the guns there's so many lines of dialogue the guns will talk to you and crack jokes and and and, and say stuff based on what's going on when you have them out right and so as you cycle through like you'll hear different dialogue lines from the different guns that also fit into their different personalities and so it's also kind of an impressive game which you wouldn't think looking at this dumb stoner game uh i i i really really enjoyed my time with it and then the other game that i've been playing is i've been sitting down here and there and playing marvel's uh, midnight suns i think it's like an awesome sit down play for 35 40 minutes get through one scenario maybe have a uh, a live stream or a podcast or youtube video on second monitor in the background and stuff like that uh, just because it is that tactical, you know, turn-based strategy game. I think the only thing that's stopping me from kind of like blitzing through Midnight Suns is that I have it on PC. And when I usually come down to sit and do here, it's to do so many other things other than <laughs> sit down and, and play a game oftentimes. Yeah. Or, uh, and lately I've been so into card games that I've been sitting down and then playing webcam matches and stuff like that. Um, I would say get a Steam Deck, but my I, experience I, with it has not been. Oh, for great. Midnight Suns. For Midnight oh. Suns specifically. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like every time I'm into Abbey, it just crashes. So I'm hoping it becomes like, some sort of to do some sort of patch for it. It's it's point. gotta be the fact that it triggers that secondary launcher, that 2K launcher, that's causing it issues. Oh, you might you might be right. I haven't actually tried going in i've got completely forgot i should disable that yes there yeah. is a way to go in and disable it and if you can disable it i mean it was crashing on pc for my mm -hmm. son because that's uk launcher and i had to disable that and i had to turn off ray tracing and then because the ray tracing apparently is busted until they patch that and so uh and that ended up fixing it so i'm, I'm interested to see if that works for you listen don't tempt me with a steam deck because i think about it like way too often i just don't need it but i want it and so I, I literally bought one piece like like I wanted to play that demo and it, it's not available on Steam. And so I was like, I was like, OK, I'll just buy it here because I know I'm either going to be at my desk for most of my time or yeah. on the go with the Steam Deck. And I hear it runs great on the Steam Deck. I will say you talked about how this holiday was a little bit different in catching up on your backlog and getting ready mm -hmm. for game of the year for you because you're um, a new father yeah i ran into a similar problem 
obviously I'm not a new father. I mentioned earlier, my son turned 15 today. I had so much family in town. This is the first Christmas where one of Monica's cousins who lived on the West Coast in California moved here and is now here. And so now this area, which already for the most part was like a big focal point for her family for gatherings and stuff like that, but even more so this year. And so it felt like from Thanksgiving to now, honestly, that we had just like one family gathering after another. I mean, part of the reason that the podcast took as long as a break as it did wasn't just because the holidays was just because we were busy with family. Yeah. And so another side effect of that has been, and this happens sometimes to me, and I think it happens to everybody, is that I'm in this low where like, there's no game out right now that like excites me and makes me want to get up and go play and spend the time in there. I mean, I still haven't finished God of War and I was really enjoying my time there. But Same it's, here. Some, it's something yeah. about like <laughs> sitting down and knowing that I have 20 more hours right in this game. That is just like, where do I find the time? Where do I find time? Yeah. Yeah. And I know what I know what's going to happen. I know at some point I'm just gonna go, okay, let me sit down. I I've actually have no court today. I'm home. Let me let me start playing this, and then I'll end up hitting four and a half hours and get to a point where I'm so invested that I now blitz through the rest of it. No, um, I know what's I know what's gonna happen. Like mm -hmm. you're gonna turn on the PS5, it's gonna go beep boop, and it's like it's slowly gonna load in, and then Kevin's gonna message like webcam game. And, oh right. And, and then you're gonna be like, looks like Kratos and Atreus will have to wait. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. It is. That is a very real scenario that, that could have happened. Uh, the one good news is, is that up until uh, since yesterday, now, if somebody asked me to do a one piece webcam I'll, a game, I'll just tell them no. And I'll be able to play. So that's one okay, less. That's one one Rob, less thing on my on my plate. Rob, Rob, I made a Kaido deck and a kid deck. I need I need I need to test them out. I, that looks like you're gonna be playing yourself against yourself Come with on. the Kaido and Kid decks. Come on, please. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll jog inside. Yeah, we'll run yeah. some more games. All right, uh, that wraps up what we've been playing. Let's go ahead and get into the news. News. Here we go. Yep. Starting us off, Hitman Three gets a new name and two free games with it. This is an article from Polygon.com. Uh, Hitman World of Assassination is now your source for all things. Hitman. It's being rebranded as Hitman World of Assassination, and the preceding games, Hitman and Hitman 2, will become free to Hitman 3 owners as their concept is absorbed into a single live service game. I mean, this kind of feels like where they were going all along, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, they were already introducing prior contracts and hits as uh, timed events in Hitman 3 from the previous games, right? They were like remixes yeah. or whatever of them. And they brought and so, in all the levels and your saves could transfer from one to two to yep. three. Yeah. Yep. And it, it just kind of feels like this is where it was going all the all the uh the whole time, right? When IO kind of split off on their own and started doing and retained the Hitman license, it kind of seemed like they were setting up to be a platform, right? This yeah. it's Hitman is now a live service game. It's a very different live service game, uh, but it is a live service game nonetheless. Uh, it, also, it also solves their problem of trying to get all the content into Hitman 3 because it mm -hmm. was a nightmare trying to figure out how it worked out for me on Xbox because mm -hmm. it was like I had the games with gold uh, versions of some of them and then like what DLC was I missing to get it, everything into 3 and it was like a licensing nightmare but this just helps clean that up uh, and so 
I highly recommend it if you're into like stout sandboxes uh, and clockwork level design because they th this game is so much fun. Uh, what about you, Kevin? Any any love for Hitman? I love Hitman. I never get the chance to play it, um, mm -hmm. but I do love the move because Hitman's kind of a game where I feel like you can have threads that extend through and your actions could affect what happens next, like with the, the next story that comes in or whatever, the way you killed, the way most players killed somebody could affect the way that you have to take out a next target or someone heard something and now like they're guarding against you know the way players are playing or something like that like i think moving to a live service just makes a lot of sense in today's environment with the way games are going <clears throat> but i wish i had more time for my backlog because hitman's so good and i can't play hitman metal gear solid 5 and uh, wolfenstein those are my three that i still need to get to um you can skip metal gear solid 5 yeah you can skip uh, metal gear solid 5 it, oh, it, no, it, I'm not doing that. It's it's fun. It's it's fun. It's it's a fun game, but like it, the the mission structure is not great. I, I have. Again, I'm a guy who likes to torture myself. Yeah, <laughs> I have very but, very passionate thoughts on on uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I never I never got to that mid game twist, and I'm very I still don't know what it is to this day. <laughs> I'll get to Good. it eventually. All right. Next bit of news. Wizards of the Coast reportedly cancels at least five video games. Again, this is Polygon.com. Uh, according to a new report from Bloomberg, uh, and in a statement to Bloomberg, a Wizards of the Coast spokesperson said it was still committed to using digital games and had made some changes to our long-term portfolio to focus on which on focus on games which are strategically aligned with developing our existing brands and those which so promise in expanding or engaging engaging our audience in new ways. Um, it looks like fewer than 15 people will lose their jobs at Wizards of the Coast and the Bloomberg also said though that the cancellation can have a bigger impact at external studios unfortunately it's not clear which projects have been cancelled this is one of those things where like and we've seen a lot of this recently where studios are coming out and publishers are coming out and they're like oh yeah we've cancelled two projects three projects I mean five is a, a lot of projects but it's also one of those things where, like, if we didn't know what the projects were, I don't have a strong feeling about it, except for the fact that that sounds like a lot of money wasted <laughs> in development. I, I feel like Dark Alliance might have spooked them because that game came out and was... Like, it, it was... It had its moments, but, like, it, it, was, it had so many bugs and issues as well um that i don't think it did well sales wise so and plus like wizards of the coast has a lot going on in terms of like they're burning the magic community they're uh going through restructure trying to figure out what to do with dnd um there's a lot going out over there where they're just trying to figure out how to make more money um under hasbro and i think we've seen this with disney in the past where it's just like hey, this is not making as much money. This is costing more. Uh, we don't have patience awaiting X amount of years to get these games out. Um, so let's just cancel these projects. RIP Disney Infinity. You're gone too uh, fast. I still look at my figures and just think, man, what could have been? Yeah. What could have uh, been? 
the one good news is like the one project that Dirtside is still continuing, and I don't think there was any fear of it being canceled was Baldur's Gate three because right. I think it's very far along and uh, mm-hmm. it should be very much safe. Uh, I go ahead. go ahead, Kevin. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, the one thing that scares me about is like you know if you have five projects that no one knows the name of, usually those are going to be like passion or more passion projects type type of games, right? So like. Um, I think about, oh, what's that game that EA put out? A Way Out, um, mm-hmm. which was kind of like uh, kind of like a, uh, It Takes Two, only adult style or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, it, the, the games... that was the, the previous game by the same uh, creator and developer as It Takes Two was A Way Out. Right, right. So. It's like those are the games that like I remember like that make an impression. But mm-hmm. eh, those are the games that are risks. Those are risky. And. You know, it just reminds me of a uh, when Anthony Mackie was having a was having a, a panel and they were asking him about, like, why are movies different these days? And he said, well, today we can't take the same risks we used to. Now we have to make movies for 15 year olds and China. Mm-hmm. And that's it, because we need to make sure we recoup our investment. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, video games are just suffering from the same thing. And we just lose a lot of those those little games that we, that kind of made our made us who we are uh so i don't know if those are if these five games could have been terrible and and this could be wizard of the coast doing like brilliant work but uh, i'm scared yeah i i mean I, I think it's really interesting i always find it interesting when companies like this invest heavily into games as a way of like expanding the brand and I feel like this happens more often than not where you then find out that like they have cut a lot of projects and they're refocusing because it is a situation where let's say it's one thing to release a Dark Alliance game and it not do well, right? It's another thing to release a Dungeons and Dragons focused project that doesn't do well that then hits a little bit of a stain on the idea of Dungeons and Dragons as a whole on top of the fact that it's I was reading an article the other day that like they're already making some changes to their like fair use rules when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. So you already have a player base that is upset with you and then you know to to take a risk with some video game projects that might not just be worth it in the long run. I I, I can see why they would do this. It just seems to happen a lot from companies getting Companies that are focused on one outside of video games IP getting into video games. Um, yeah, one one last note, like, and I learned this from Anthem, like, sometimes <laughs> developers don't really know what they're doing. Like, yeah. the the if you watch, like, the dev streams of everybody who played Anthem, it was clear. They hadn't played Warframe. They hadn't played Destiny. They hadn't played The Division. They didn't know what the space was. And they were making the mistakes that all of their competition had already made. So it just seems like sometimes, you know, play your competition, go to guys who know what they're doing. And, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah. you know, like with the D&D, like, I feel like those like buggy games destroyed Avengers, destroyed uh, uh, Anthem, like I said, like destroys a lot of huge clout driven games so let's just make sure we clean that up i mean I even live in the universe where anthem was a success yeah me I too know, because right? it has some great ideas and flying around felt awesome i also it's one of those things where like you, you mentioned marvel's avengers i think that 
even more than it being uh, even more than buggy or, or undercooked ideas and stuff like that that's the kind of game that feels like the developers who are known for making single player focused campaigns were going to do a single player focused campaign and then the publisher came in and said hey everybody's doing live service we need live service because we need to keep making money on this game after it launches because we paid a lot of money for the license in the first place and that feels like the tale of two halves because that single player campaign of marvel's avengers is an awesome single player campaign and is something that like as a fan of the comics as a fan of kamala khan is is absolutely what i wanted out of it and then the end game content is not good right it's just not good it's under I mean, it them- it's undercooked and it's light it took them a lot, like three years to get the rate out that they promised right. from the get go. Right. Yeah. All right. Next story. Baba files taxes makes light of the upcoming tax season. Uh, any of you guys play Baba is You? I love Baba is You. Never heard of it. No, Kevin. Okay. So yeah. So Baba is You was a cool, uh, like, puzzle game that uh, I programmed. I I played. Mm. oh when did that come out oh 2019 yeah yeah came out 2019 i played a ton of when it first came out even had my wife playing it like it it was super clever super smart and looks like they're releasing uh another game called baba files taxes where you're tasked with helping baba file his taxes uh the short game is an exercise in confusion and the game is available to play for free now on windows pc um Apparently, like, all you need is a functional mouse, and it can be completed in around 10 minutes. Uh, any, Bilal, are you going to be the one to bite the bullet and actually play this and see? We'll, we'll, do, we'll do a stream. <laughs> we'll do a 10-minute stream, Baba Files Texas. Okay. I think, I think that uh, sounds like a, a great idea, and then we'll have further thoughts on, on that in the future. Um. There has to be more to it than just that, right? It can't just be. No, it is not. It's free. It, it doesn't have to be anything. Is 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 this I, frog fractions all over again? I mean, I, I, maybe it is. Uh, all right. What are clouds made of? Water, <laughs> earth, fire, or air? I love it. <laughs> Baba, Baba commits tax fraud. It's a secret game that sits underneath it all. <laughs> all right, moving on. Steam hit 10 million concurrent users uh, over. The weekend. This was from over this past weekend. You know, I always thought this number would be so much bigger. Um, like ten million. I know well, it's, it's not, a lot of people. Okay, so I this isn't like just PC this, games, right? Just Steam. Just Steam. Yeah. Yes, but it's also it's ten million concurrent players, meaning that's not ten million people that are browsing the store mm-hmm. that are that have Steam up and stuff like that. It's ten million players actively in a game at once. Right, I and wonder so, what it is on consoles. I know it's probably higher, but like I just I'm curious on what that average looks like. I don't think they put that number out. No, um, they because, always brag I mean, about like the numbers they like to brag about, like sales and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. and even even Microsoft at this point brags about subscription numbers more than they brag about anything else. I mean, it ha- I would say it has to be higher, right? Because you're talking about three platforms instead of one, and even the PC platform is splintered, right? I mean, Steam is not the only you know uh, player and. In, in, they're the biggest player, but they're not the only player in town anymore. And so, Most popular games are like Madden, FIFA, Call of Duty. They're mm-hmm. mostly console games. So, yep. And then you have Fortnite, which is you know 
yes, it's on PC and the player base is huge there, but it's also on uh, mobile if you have the right mobile device. Yeah. It's on Switch, it's on Xbox, it's on PlayStation, and it's on everything, right? And so uh, I would have to imagine that, yeah, the concurrent numbers, if you were able to get the numbers from all the platforms, that console would be bigger. Uh, yeah. I'm more interested in knowing, like, what the, the peak concurrent users are for... I guess the switch at any one time because that has the most console sold out of the three right now. Right. And so does it, I I think oh, so. Well, I, it came out first, right? Exactly. So. Right. Right. I and mean, so, also, also, also like you wouldn't get accurate numbers like because it, you know, they're online. Just right. <laughs> you, need to be on the, you need to be on the smartphone for them. Right. <laughs> right. In order to track. Kevin, have you ever heard uh, Rob's rant about uh, playing games online on the switch? No. Okay. Kevin, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it soon enough. What Kevin, I, I, I want to love the Switch. There's so many games on there that I absolutely love, right? Yeah, but how could you not love the Switch? But the Switch doesn't love me and my friends. The Switch doesn't want us to have fun. The lack of a party chat feature on a Nintendo Switch, the fact that I have to literally either use a smartphone app that I have this Frankenstein dongle coming out of that has two wires, one to a headphone, headset, one to the console, or I have to go to the computer, explain to my friends who are, you know, old or millennials and explain to them how Discord works and how we can do this all at once. Like, just so I can play freaking Mario Kart for 45 minutes with my boys while we have a beer is like insane. In 2023, we are in 2023 and there is no party chat system on the Switch. I cannot just go to the Switch, get on, invite my friends and talk to them while we're playing. It's ridiculous. Okay, I've diagnosed your problem. Mm -hmm. you're just poor the problem <laughs> is what you need to do is, is is connect the switch to your computer through a uh through the uh the oh my god steam deck stream deck stream deck stream deck then you play it on the pc with the controller and you talk on discord at the same time uh yes that is not a problem i think you're you're missing my problem that is not a problem for me, no, I'm being devil's advocate. That is a problem for all it's of my lie. friends. It's and a lie. so he, he, no he, one I knows would do that either. No, he says no he's sitting on his throne, all high and mighty, and his poor peasant friends that he graces with his presence just can't afford uh, a computer or a, a stream deck. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they yes, also don't know how to that. install it if they had it. So. Uh, no, my no, it is anyway. I'll speak for is, my friends. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. It is one of those things where, like, no, luckily, all my friends and we have figured it out. And we have played games, you know, using Discord and stuff like that. It's just not a yeah. seamless experience, and it drives me nuts. All yeah, right. I agree. I mean, they they are making it for kids, so you know, you know right? There's gonna be some trade offs. Those yeah, kids I, are now adults in their forties and fifties, and, and it's and it's also one of those things where, like, what's it? To use the excuse that like, oh, it's for kids, so we're not gonna have this party chat system. When like every console has figured out parental controls and a way to make it that so that like I just I think it's I think it's a cop out. That's all. And yeah, so I mean, ten million, ten million kids every year on Xbox Live get sucked into the internet and lost forever. I mean, well, it's their it's their parents' fault. For it's their parents' the fault. Switch. No, it's their parents' fault for not setting up parental controls. It's really not that hard. <laughs> My daughter literally can't talk to anybody when she's playing uh, on the consoles. All right, next bit of news. One last thing about that uh, about that number right there. Mm -hmm. I love that uh, the another reason that the number is going up is because 
PC parts are so cheap re- recently. So I'm interested to see if that number continues to grow. I think it might. Yeah, I so I think it's the perfect storm of stuff, right? It's it's a the PC parts are are getting cheaper. Uh, everybody was stuck at home for two years, and Henry Cavill releases a video of him building a PC. So now you have all these people getting into, you know, so many people I know who have never built a PC built a, a PC in the past three years. Right. I mean, you also got the you also got the crypto crash and then right. the need for graphics cards oh, disappearing. Yeah. Um. Oh. Like, like Ray bought a forty eighty and he just rebuilt his PC and like, I don't think it. He sent me a picture of it next to a Nintendo Switch and forty eighty is the size of a newborn baby. Yeah, uh, it's massive. It, it, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next bit of news: uh, Dead Space remake pre-orders give you Dead Space two for free on Steam. I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I mean, there's not much yeah, to say. Not, not that's, much. that's the whole story. That's I, the whole story. I, I um, think. Real? Yeah, I think. I think that's cool. Uh, the Dead Space remake is coming January 27th, so you know, a little bit more oh than uh, two weeks from now. Cool. Uh, I uh, this is actually the game that I think is going to respark me playing games every night consistently again. Because I'm telling you right now, I will beat this game in two days. Because Dead Space remains one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, my favorite survival horror franchise, probably yes, of all time. Um, and I am it, it crazy excited for this remake, and I I hope it does well. I hope it scores well and sells well because I would love for this franchise to live again. Um, I think they did will it. You dir- still get it dirty with. Will you still uh, get it if you have to log in through Origin. Uh, yeah, because I'm gonna get it on console. So. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. You're good. Um, like Kevin, do you have consoles or are you strictly PC? So uh, I, I was very lucky. Uh, last generation, uh, when I was at school, I won at Casino Night. I won a Xbox One and a Switch, and I already had a PlayStation, so I had them all. Then I built my first PC. Everything collected dust, sold them all. I'm done with consoles. I have the Switch. I love the Switch, but done with everything else. So I think, I, I think, especially considering where all of the uh, publishers and console manufacturers, I mean, even first-party development, right? Uh, Xbox releases their games on PC day and date. Sony is now doing the thing where they're releasing their games a year later or whatever on a case-by-case basis. But, uh, so it makes sense to, if you enjoy PC gaming to just have a PC, right? Because you kind of can cover all your bases. I think my problem is I don't want to... Because I use my PC for more than playing games for doing stuff like this podcast for creating content stuff like that and this isn't the space that i enjoy playing games in uh i think that's why consoles still have a place in my home right yeah is being able to sit down in front of the tv right in front of a massive tv and uh and 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 play these games and even my switch like my switch is hooked up to my projector right uh because i don't care about uh having ultra low latency even though i do have a gaming projector but ultra low latency right or stuff like that like that's the experience i enjoy when when i'm playing games for the most part and so that's why if if my pc was just for playing games i would totally just hook it up to a tv right because steam has made it super easy to do that uh it's all around i mean Bilal is literally hooked up I have to a 54 a, hdmi yeah. cable yeah and yeah. so um 
but yeah, with everything where I normally play being on a number four, yeah, it's just I continue to be a console gamer first and foremost. I uh, hear you. I solved that problem by putting a fifty-inch TV right there in the corner. Um, <laughs> so, so to get the best of both worlds. But yeah, my friends who I I keep telling them, why are you on console? Why are you on console? That's the number one argument. I want to play on the TV. It just feels yeah. like yeah. gaming because it's what yeah. we've always done. Got no, I got no solution for that. That's just a good argument. I will also say the one good thing too is that like crossplay is everywhere now too, right? So it becomes one of those things where like I think it it used to be more of a bummer going and switching over to PC games and kind of leaving like friend groups behind and stuff like that. But now you don't have to, and so I think that is the one one cool thing about PC gaming and gaming in general uh, now is that people can play on whatever platform they want and still be able to play with their friends. Um, back when i was at the apartment earlier this year um it was just like hey my wife's using the tv where the xbox is hooked up don't i i can just jump over onto pc load up game pass and just jump yeah am i saying love love game over. pass and the way game yeah. pass works on on pc and and xbox yeah um i love how i don't have to re get my whole library my whole library doesn't wipe every time there's a new gen yeah, yeah. on yeah. pc but yeah uh, all right, so next bit of news. TMNT Shredder's Revenge is now on mobile via Netflix. And so uh, l- the game that launched last year is now available on Android and iOS, although it is exclusive to the Netflix games app. Um, anybody with the Netflix subscription can play it now. I loved this game. Yeah. I, I played through it a, a couple times with different characters, got a couple characters to the max level. Um, I wonder how it's going to play on mobile and if it's going to support controller or not, or if it's just touchscreen. I mean, uh, what, I, it's like two buttons at the end of the day, jump and... Right. I know, but I just, hate, I just hate moving in games with touchscreen, yeah. man. I know that like that makes me sound like an old man, but I just... No, I, I, I'm with, I, I I'm with you it. on it. I hate yeah. it. Right. Even, it's not for you, right? It's for like some five-year-old or for your grandfather yeah. or somebody, you know? Yeah, but it would be cool if it did run, especially since like that game doesn't necessarily need an online component, right? So if I could play, um, oh wait, it looks like it's actually only single player on mobile. This article says, yes. And oh, so okay. if I could, if I could play with the controller while I'm bored at my, you know, when I go visit family or I'm at, you know, I'm waiting outside of the dentist office. You know, some any any scenario like that, right? If I could just play it with one of the many controller like attachments I have for my phone and play it that way, that that's a cool like, hey, I can get a, a level in for fifteen minutes real quick, you know? It's one of those things where like I've been playing I didn't mention it, but I've been playing some vampire survivors on mobile. Oh um, yeah. Because that released that and that was free. <laughs> and and I really enjoy playing that even with the touchscreen for like five minutes and then something happens where i don't know if it's the sweat from my finger or the oils on my finger where i am no longer moving smoothly across the You're screen budging yes exactly and so then it becomes a less enjoyable experience and i would like to be able to just play that with a, a controller you know um because not for nothing even though it's a smaller screen it's not that much smaller than a switch screen because i have a massive phone and it's such a higher resolution that like if mobile games could actually get their act together i think i would enjoy that more than playing on a switch um i think this is cool i think the net the whole netflix games thing is really interesting just because 
I, as far as I know, like the Netflix game section is buried inside the Netflix app proper, and it's then weird. You from think there, added to the menu, and then from there you it like takes you to another launcher to download it and launch it. And so it's basically just like, okay, if you click on it here, you now have the license and then you can go and download it. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's very interesting. I am very curious to how that whole experiment of Netflix games and mobile games is working for Netflix. Um, but. They apparently uh, are trying to make a AAA PC game. <laughs> um are they out of ideas? I don't know. I don't know why they would want to do this. Uh, Amazon still hasn't figured it out. Right. So uh, I don't know why Netflix thinks they can. Well, I'll give Netflix one thing that they have over everyone else on the planet is they have IP. They have yes. IP that people care yes. about. And With they have IP that is going to draw people in to buy a lot of games. Yeah. Um, if With they do it right. Right. Which is also why mobile makes sense right because you can pump out a lot of ip based mobile games in a, a short amount of time and kind of uh strike while the iron's hot right you like pair I it mean, with the release of shows exactly or... exactly i'm surprised we don't have a, a wednesday themed uh or, or developed you know uh right. mobile game yet i mean uh, it's it's called tiktok it's yeah, the wednesday takeover <laughs> yeah i mean I, uh, I loved Wednesday. Anyway, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, I mean, it's right up. I mean, I, I I have an affinity for Adam's family as is, and I was already a Jen Ortega fan, so it's like, it was, it was it was great for me. All right, speaking of subscription services, we're moving over to Xbox Game Pass and what is coming. You skipped soon. You skipped one. Did I? Seven. Number seven. Oh, this was not. I I don't know. Maybe Someone I didn't refresh their doc. Well, yeah, I expected the docs to be full when it was up earlier. Stop <laughs> us if you heard this one right. All right, so check it out. Uh, this was earlier today when we heard this. Oh, and actually what we talked, what we, I should have known, we, we foreshadowed it earlier in the thing. Uh, looks like Skull and Bones is delayed once again, which is absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> so Ubisoft stated that uh, told investors that there will be no Skull and Bones until the company's next fiscal year, which begins April 1st. This game was already pushed out to March 9th, and that's from being pushed out like two or three times prior to that. Uh, this was originally revealed during Ubisoft's E3 2017 show showcase and projected for a 2018 launch. Um, in 2021, Kotaku reported that Ubisoft had sunk more than $120 million into the project. They had, last summer, they had a one-hour gameplay reveal live stream, and they gave it a November 8th, 2022 launch date. And then, at the end of September, they moved that date to March 9th. This was part of an investor call where they said that they were also, they had canceled a, a couple other projects, and they were also... Uh, trimming the staff. So they are going to have layoffs upcoming. At the same time, I saw that uh, that Eve Gilmont had also sent out a company-wide email basically telling developers and development teams to like be very um, cautious with their spending, right? And try to limit any unnecessary spending in an effort to kind of just get leaner. 
Can, can, can I just read his statement to staff? Because apparently he put pressure on employees. Um, sure. Today, more than ever, I, I need your full energy and commitment to ensure we get back on the path to success, says the CEO uh, in an email he wrote to the staff. Um, I am also asking that each of you be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives to ensure we're being as efficient and lean as possible. Uh, the ball is in your court to deliver this lineup on time and at the expected level of quality and show everyone what we are capable of achieving. You are the CEO. You're the one that's supposed to be guiding the ship. You're the captain. You should, like... Ah. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's, I, it, I, it's frustrating I, because, like, there's been so many layoffs right before Christmas across so yeah. many big tech companies, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's never it's never leadership that that's like, oh, uh this was our bad maybe maybe we need to step aside or do what a lot of did you know when the wii u was not great uh, a great success he took a pay cut so mm -hmm. no one had to get laid off uh i mean these guys make more than enough money anyway like <laughs> it, it, it it just shocks shocks me that like people can bungle like fiscal responsibility so badly and then just be like okay we're just laying off folks that were doing as they were told yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. We also just don't know what's going on at at Ubisoft at these development studios. Like I don't think it's too crazy for the CEO to come out and say like, "Hey guys, make sure that like we're being careful with the spending." Because at the end of the day, if projects are getting canceled, right? Then at some point we also have to point to the development teams themselves right i mean if if games are being developed and they're just not meeting expectations right like who else is there to blame obviously we don't know what other pressures being put on them from the you know from above down and stuff like that i get that yeah. i'm not saying that like i'm just saying that we can't this game has been in development for at least six years right definitely a lot longer but yeah right and so right correct at least though because that's when we yeah. first and right and there's just nothing for it to be shown for it right i mean and they they already canceled four games in july and they canceled mm -hmm. three more unannounced games mm -hmm. um they like and, and like the disappointing thing here is like mario and rabbit sparks of hope yeah underperformed for them mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. a fantastic game yeah. uh and it's really disappointing to hear because like that was probably one of the most fun and interesting things they've done uh, in quite some time. Yep. Uh, and I, I, uh, it's upsetting. I think it's... Like... I, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that Ubisoft is a mess, right? I mean, we, mm -hmm. we were getting those reports about the, the culture over there and the management style and kind of like the abuse that some employees were, were yeah. dealing with. And it seems like all that stuff is now taking a toll on the company as a whole. Also, the idea of like, hey, all all our flagship games are going to have five teams working on them, right? Which is going to inflate the cost of all the games. All our games are going to come out and they're going to be 80 hours long, even though most of our player base only plays for 25 hours and doesn't actually finish the game. All these like decisions that you were talking about from the higher ups are now taking a toll and getting to the point where like, hey, they can't keep releasing the same style game 
with the amount of hours that it is and expecting ROI. They just can't anymore. This, and this so, is, yeah, this is what they put out uh, in 2022: Clash of the Beasts on mobile, mm-hmm. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, mm-hmm. uh, the Ezio Collection on the Switch, Trivial mm-hmm. Pursuit Live Two, Roller Champions, Assassin's Creed Origins on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, Discovery Tour Viking Age, Roller Champions, Rabbids Party of Legends, Wild Arena Survivors, Rocksmith Plus, Marin Rabbids, and Just Dance 2023. Of well, course you're going to have a bad fiscal year when you've got, yeah. when Mario and Rabbids is like your only big one. Yep. Um, and a bunch of re-releases. Yeah. 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 It, the, the thing about this story is like, it's so clear, like as a develop as a software developer, the, when you have like, you have architects, you have leads that know, like, I can't, ex- I can't express to you how much like the people who came out of school with me, they're like we're sharp right yeah there's another like the creme of that crop go into video games mm-hmm. like these people know their stuff mm-hmm. the technical people anyway and for a game to be pushed back this much it's so clear just looking at this i can i can i can see in my head the bureaucracy yeah and the ridiculous demands that uh people who don't know what they're talking about are probably making on this game they're saying oh let's change this let's change that uh you know they're probably firing a lot of developers they're probably putting them on other teams doing things like that when you take a developer off the task and put a new one on you know that there's a ramp up period and they can't just do the same amount of work the same amount of time and this just speaks to a lot of it's hr mismanagement like there it must be catastrophic over there for them to think that they can get the game out in 2018 and let's say like there's a developer saying it'll be 2019 and they're like well let's try for 2018 like that happens yeah right there's no way that the devs didn't know that this thing would not be out by 2023 like that is so quite crazy i i I have an idea uh, of what possibly happened so the game's like almost at gold status they're like ready to like print this on dvds and some business executive comes in and he's like blockchain it's hot right now <laughs> if your ship gets destroyed you lose it forever um like you have to like your your crew they're they're, they're crypto you know like if you you could sell your crew members like you have different grades and then, and then and yeah it's all nft based and then and then they start they're like are you are you fucking kidding me uh and but they're like fine we'll do it uh, this, this is gonna be stupid. And then they go and they uh, they develop it, and then everything with crypto just crashes, it just crashes completely. And they're like, okay, we gotta take all this stuff out. And they're like, they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? The gaming landscape has changed. If we revert the code now, we have to now adapt to everything that's happened in the last two three years. And that's why it's, just, a it, it's a whole new game. And then like by the time this is about to be gold again, crypto is gonna co- go right back up, and they're gonna be like. Well, do we still have some of those assets? <laughs> How do we get NFTs into this? It makes me okay. so mad that we are going to read this exact scenario in a Jason Schreier report in like two months. Hey, it, and that's what's going to get the work print on the map. Yeah, is that we, we, we called it, broke it first on pure speculation. It's <laughs> crazy how much I could see that be yeah. the case. Okay, a more realistic scenario. They saw the rise and fall of Sea of Thieves and other and the, games like it. 
and See? then they they probably wanted a some some exec somewhere said oh we need to make our game more like this you know and then they had to go through a bunch of different hoops i think i think it would i think it would be funny if like they did see like the launch of sea of thieves the kind of fall of sea of thieves the rise of sea of threes and then the plateau of sea of thieves now and 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 if that did like actually impact like oh gamers are hot on on you know boat games out in the water oh now they're not now they are it, it's i don't know it's interesting I just think that like they they had this idea originally because people loved the combat in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, right? Um, And that was however long ago. And it just feels like they did not strike when the iron was hot. And now I don't know if there's anything. I'll be shocked if this game, when it does releases, if it does releases, if it makes a splash. No pun intended. They just need to partner with Netflix uh, for the One Piece live adaptation, and then we'll just reskin the game, and then we'll have two disappointments <laughs> that I mean, come out of that. Honestly, if the One Piece trading card game is any indication, One Piece fans will pay whatever to get their One Piece fix. And Bandai so, fans will pay whatever. Yeah. Bandai is very good at marketing. I uh, will say this. It yeah. is funny that they haven't come out with this game yet, but uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with DCS World. Um, no. It's this game they they put build one to one realistic, but not just realistic, actually real uh, planes where you can learn how to fly, fly a fighter jet like in the game. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. It is you could take hours to learn how to actually fly the plane. It's really really inter- uh, really detailed. Anyway, they have come out with battleships. Like actual like U.S. uses today battleships, and the time it has taken for these people to make a game that it has far yeah. less detail. I mean, it, it it really just has to be. I mean, listen, every game, big game at Ubisoft has to be. You talk about mismanagement, has to be a management nightmare because they pit four teams across the world on one game. I I mean, I don't know. They it's it's very clear that they need to figure out. A, a new path going forward and that the old yeah. way of doing things just isn't going to work for them. I think Jeff Grubb had a tweet earlier today about how Ubisoft was like looking to be bought. Uh, God, I could have Oh, yeah, um, this was it. Ubisoft definitely already did the rounds proposing acquisitions and mergers with other similar companies and mm-hmm. it mostly got laughed at. It's just too unwieldy. Uh, its strength was its distributed development structure and now it's uh, now that is an albatross um then he goes on to say i hope it tries to ride it out because i think it might hold on to more people than if they tried to slim down for uh, mergers and acquisitions either way though it seems grim making games is a rough business yeah it is tough because at one point ubisoft was my favorite publisher right Mm -hmm. uh they were releasing game after game hit after hit and things that i love you know and then games the games they released got bloated and they were bloated more of the scenes and so I mean, when I don't need more hours in games, I just need a solid experience with yes. the game. It's also I one of those... take those hours. <laughs> take those hours. <laughs> it's it's also it's also one of those things where in like when Assassin's Creed feels like Far Cry, which feels like you know Ghost Recon. Yes. Like if yes. all your games are feeling the same, then I then I don't need all those hours. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, and it's all because they're listening to the same uh, test uh, test group feedback. Yep. And they're like, 
games this sells so let's give people this yep all right so on to xbox game pass um coming soon we've got persona 3 portable that's going to be on cloud console and pc january 19th persona 4 golden one of my favorite games of all time and honestly my favorite jrpg of all time and it's not even close uh it's coming to cloud console and pc january 19th Monster Hunter Rise is coming to cloud, console, and PC January 20th. I can't wait for that. And then, in case you missed it, Immortal Shell Enhanced Edition is available now. That's on cloud, console, and PC. Branded Deep, cloud, console, and PC available now. Valheim Mistlands Biome update, update is on PC now. Leaving is Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc from cloud, console, and PC on January 15th. Nobody Saves the, Saves the World is leaving on January 15th. Paparazzi is leaving on January 15th. The Anacrusis is leaving uh, on January 15th. The Anacrusis, man, I was like pretty excited for that game. It being one of those co-op Left 4 Dead, Back 4 Blood-esque shooters set in that weird sci-fi 50s motif. And that game ran like garbage. It felt awful to play. Um, so here's hoping they figure it out. But until then, it's leaving xbox game pass we happy few is leaving january 15th and Windjammers 2 is also leaving january 15th uh we knew these games were coming persona 3 and persona 4 uh monster hunter rise is a bit of a surprise they announced that last month right around the cr- yes think. right we might not have been podcasting around right then. Um, um but yeah no i'm happy for rise because like i tried playing it on switch and mm-hmm. it's just, like Nintendo, I love you, but like after playing World on uh, actual <laughs> a powerful console, uh, it's just like you can't go back to the Switch. Um, it, it just looks so muddy in comparison. So I'm excited to jump into Rise. Uh, have they said if this is like cross compatible with Xbox? I hope it is. Well, uh, it, you mean between console and PC? Yeah, I, console I, and PC. I, I, I don't know. It, it better be. It's yeah. on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually tempted to play Persona 3 Portable just because uh, Persona 4 Golden was my first introduction to it. And so, um, and I'm like, here's the dangerous thing. Yeah. The dangerous thing is I might play Persona 4 Golden again. Kevin, have you played Persona 4 Golden? I've never played any Persona. (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my God. Kevin. The Persona I heard about was when Persona 5 came out. Mm-hmm. And you know, having never heard of Persona, mm-hmm. the entire world just erupted. Persona Five, greatest game of all time. I'm sitting it's, here like, it's four, it's four yeah. golden. Twitch, uh, Twitch, Persona Five. What's going on? Yeah. Watching it. Okay, that looks dope. All right, why are we going crazy? I West, so so I'm I, sure if I played it, yeah. it would be different. Experience. Yeah. So I will say that I've I've played a. a, a a decent amount of i haven't finished it i'm gonna start over with royal of persona 5 i think persona 5 is one of the coolest games ever i think that game oozes style that game is like that game is very very cool persona 4 start you should you should start we should play persona 4 golden yeah okay persona 4 golden is like i said one of my favorite games of all time for sure my favorite jrpg by a long shot and and chie is best girl and so uh we'll let kevin decide (laughs) yeah that's fine but uh, it's uh, like you know the general concept. It's like it's on you t- Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch. Uh, play, uh, yeah, you can play it on Xbox as well. I, I, I would play it. I would play it on PC yeah. if you're yeah. doing that at this point. 
um yeah it's like you take it a day at a time choose who to hang out with build bonds and like the bonds you build with the characters is like the star of this because like when you finish when you finish persona 4 golden you feel like you lost your family <laughs> like i i was like i was in like this like bad place for a few days i was like i'll I- I want to hang out with my friends again. Like, where are they? Uh, why won't they talk to me? And I should play this one? Y- yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you should. I mean, he's not wrong, but yeah. yes, you should. Uh, all right. Xbox and Bethesda to present developer direct live stream on January 25th. Uh, presented by the game creators themselves from studios including Arcane Austin, Mojang Studios, Turn 10 Studios, ZeniMax Online Studios, the developer direct will focus on big features, extended gameplay showcases, and the latest info for Xbox games launching in the next few months, including The Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and Redfall. What it will not include is Starfield, which is getting a standalone show sometime in the near future. Uh, you can tune into the Xbox channels on Switch and YouTube or Bethesda channels on Switch and YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern on January 25th to see all the latest news on those titles. I'm excited for Forza Motorsport. I'm, I'm down to break my uh, racing wheel back out and, and, and play some of that. That game looks gorgeous. I'm excited for Minecraft Legends. Uh, I I was I surprisingly enjoyed uh, that minecraft diablo like what was that one called again minecraft dungeons i enjoyed that quite a bit actually and uh there were some recent previews and stuff of redfall that came out and arcane austin kind of talking about like how they're taking a lot of design influence from their work on prey and so i uh man i am i'm excited for what's coming and then in the next few months uh, it is kind of a bummer that we're not going to get Starfield, any anything on Starfield. Uh, it does point to Starfield maybe being maybe a like late spring, but probably next fall release, right? What was the thing? Or they just wanted to have a, a thing to do at E3. No, True. because they said it should be out within the next 12 months if they keep their promise. From E3. Remember from E3, right. they were yes. like, yeah. all these games will be coming out within the next 12 months yeah so and, my, but that's a new like push like when you have a game where you say oh this isn't coming out in two years it's coming out in two months that's like a new thing that they're yeah doing. yeah so i could see like i could I mean, see push, it, push it if you need to like right. as long as we get these yeah. before yeah. uh w- within the next six months i could see like redfall being a i mean we're, we're in january now i could see redfall maybe having a late february or late march release date and then potentially uh, Starfield being a May release because we have in the past gotten fairly big games in, in May. Even though we are getting bigger games spread out across the year a little bit more, I still don't think that... I think June would be the latest we got Starfield if we got it before the fall. I just don't think we get Starfield in like July or August. Yeah. It would be nice to get a big game at the start of summer. Because I think that's always been the complaint, like the summer kind of dries up when everyone has time to actually sit down and play games. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice to get uh, see someone take advantage of that. All right. Speaking of games that still aren't out, The Last of Us multiplayer game is still on track for a 2023 reveal. 
So uh, Naughty Dog fan, Naughty Dog gave The Last of Us fans another tease this is upcoming multiplayer game on Wednesday and pledged to reveal new t details about the standalone project later this year. Um, I. Hmm. Do people want this? I yes. Apparently, people, apparently it's, so. it's weird. It's weird. People do. I have some friends who are huge fans of the multiplayer from the first The Last of Us. And I played it a little bit. I thought it was fine. I, I didn't like get super invested into it. I definitely didn't love it as much as they did. But I was willing to give it another try when The Last of Us 2 came out. And this was first, I think, expected to be like an add-on to that. Similar to the way that Ghost of Tsushima handled their uh, multiplayer mode as a later on add-on and then its own standalone thing. But the idea of this being like a full retail multiplayer games set in that universe with its gameplay stylings especially from a studio that doesn't understand how to make shooting feel great uh is i i just i think i don't care anymore i think it's too long after the last of us part two and i understand that the show's coming out and maybe maybe the show That's comes this out this weekend right yeah maybe the show comes out is absolutely fantastic and re-sparks my interest in playing anything last of us and then the multiplayer game hits sometimes after that wraps up and maybe that's how they get me but i mean you I, got that pc version of the first one on uh march 3rd but uh at, at this point yeah i don't i don't think i care i don't think i'm excited uh for, I'm, I'm, for this. I'm with you on it it's just like how many because like we know that sony's doing this big push for uh live service games yeah and yep. it's just and like this focus is, games and yep. this is yeah. and it's like you said you're either all in on one you don't you don't like you could dip your toe in it but like you're just dipping your toe and that's like multiverses i tried it cool i'm off of it um right yeah Same. so it's like you really it, it's really got a stick and like sony's doing like 10 of them so i'm kind of worried on what finds its audience and what doesn't at this point yeah because the the shooter market's so saturated yeah right so you have to have something that stands out last of us such a solo player game i guess i'll go back and look at the other multiplayer mode but i just don't know so, what would stand out from a multiplayer perspective yeah. yeah yeah so i think the the novel concept in that multiplayer mode was that you could just like in the game you could craft uh items in, in the multiplayer mode itself. So things like uh, makeshift pipe bombs and stuff like that. You were crafting kind of on the fly, collecting stuff around the map. And so it was like your thin, standard, typical third person cover shooter, multiplayer shooter with that added element. And uh, and maybe even you could craft shivs in, in it, I think as well for melee kills. Um, I Like I said, I don't think, and I've talked about this a lot. I think they've gotten better at it, but I still don't think that Naughty Dog makes games that while they are cinematic masterpieces and narratively top tier i don't think they feel all that great uh, to play I, th Agreed. I i think my favorite thing from uh the reviews for the show that i dropped were just like people like oh like i don't know what the like the people that didn't play the game were just like mm -hmm. this works great as a tv show everyone that's played the game is like it's the tv show with like some extra added chapters yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's nine episodes. It's the entire first game, mm -hmm. which makes me kind of question that if they do a season two, is that the entire second game or do they break that into two seasons? Because then there's no Last of Us 3 yet. And that no, story is not concluded. I, I think, I, 
I think season one is is going to be that first game, and then I think season two, three, whatever season, I think they're gonna make up storyline content for in between the two games. I think, especially considering the time skip between one and two, and if you're True. going, to, you're gonna keep the same actress and actor, right? Like, um, I know she's older than she looks, but. Yeah. Still, I think you would have to age a little bit more. That's true. Um, so, yeah. Next bit of news. PlayStation VR 2 gets a free Gran Turismo 7 VR update as a launch title. At Sony Consumer Electronics Show press conference, PlayStation boss Jim Ryan announced a new launch title for the PlayStation VR 2 headset, Gran Turismo 7. The racing game will get a free VR update in time for the new headset release on February 22nd. Uh, he also mentioned that Beat Saber will be getting a PS2 version at some point in the future. That is not a surprise because they will put Beat Saber on every possible VR platform out there. I think there's a Fisher Price VR headset for kids that has Beat Saber <laughs> on it. So uh, I can't tell if you're joking, and I don't feel like I'm, you are. I'm, I'm, no, I am. I it's, am it's, joking, it's but also viewpoint, it's, it's the old it's viewfinder. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean I love Beat Saber. I love Beat Saber. And I think every VR owner should play Beat Saber at some point. But uh But yeah, I you know I don't know, man. I was uh really excited for PlayStation VR until that price tag came out. And now and I And then the I, lineup was uh, Yeah, great. right. And so now I'm just kind of like I I don't I'm very interested in seeing what the launch numbers and sales numbers are for VR PlayStation VR 2. I think it'll sell out at launch and I think I, I think it'll be hard to find for sure. Um for me it's kind of like PSVR 1 like where it was hard to find for a while. Um maybe for like a year or two. But it, at the end of the day it's like whoever wants it will get it. Uh but it, it still hasn't really shown itself in terms of like how good the gameplay is. I know like the CES uh, hands-on previews seemed very positive. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people were skeptical and they seemed to like what at least Horizon Call of the Mountain they're like the, the breadth and scale of it is absolutely insane. And like th that's cool. But how many Horizon Call of the Mountains are you going to get? Mm -hmm. um, and how many gallery shooters are you going to end up actually releasing? Kevin, you play any VR? So I have the biggest like thing mental acrobatics with vr right like i like vr it's fun in in segments but i feel like vr is a promise vr is a promise of ready player one we've all seen the movie ready player one it's amazing and we think that we want that game we all think we want that game but that game is like ten thousand hours of your time a year i know that's not don't do the math um and it's like you know it's deep it's it's all encompassing it's effort and that vr is supposed to put you in another world so you can actually get encapsulated and do all that stuff but all we get with vr is you know gallery shooters and beat saber and you know stuff that's cool to play for a little a small amount of time because you can't wear a vr headset all day long it's not it's not tenable um so i i i, I hate vr for that reason 
It's, it's it, cool when I go to the con and they have it there. I'll yeah. put it on. I'll have fun. But. John Wick VR yeah. is still one of the coolest things I've played at New York Comic Con. It, it's it's oh, yeah. it's funny because I have an Oculus Quest 2 and I, I like VR. Obviously, it is right. We're not Ready Player One, right? It is like it is Beat Saber. It is even things like Population One, which is a battle royale in, in VR. It also it looks like a PlayStation 3 title, right? Um. But for me, the bigger issue is like, all right, well, if I'm going to do VR, I need to move things around my house. And I, listen, I live in a decent sized home. I've got some space. I still need to move things around and stuff like that. And then I got to hit this on. I got to lock all my doors because I don't want somebody running in and scaring the crap out of me while I'm playing. <laughs> and so it's just like, it's a lot of investment to get to that point, you know, to even get to the point where I'm hitting it on, playing it. And then... Hey, I haven't put this on in two weeks, and now everything has an update that needs to be downloaded. And not for nothing, but their store doesn't have the same bandwidth and speeds that the Steam store does, right? And so now it's like I already went through all this trouble to get to the point where I could put it on. Now I put it on. I've got to wait another, and it just like kills my appetite for it. And so something like this, I think is enticing because it has the promise of like hey the playstation well the xbox the playstation they do a decent job of like keeping your games uh, xbox is better than PlayStation, but keeping your games updated and the updates are pretty fast and like so it will be like hey pit it on and go the problem is it's like my playstation was 500 dollars. you want me to play that plus another 50 to have this accessory that i can't use unless i have the thing i already spent 500 dollars for when I can get a $300 or maybe $400 now, I don't remember what the price hike it was to. Uh, Oculus Quest Go, which is standalone, and then if I want something that's more graphically intensive, I can buy a $25 cable that plugs into my computer and play VR games there, and something that's way more versatile. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. I do agree that it will sell out, right? Because at the end of the day... Um, Marketing marketing and there are fan bases that are very passionate and will buy what is put in front of them right nothing against that i'm like that with some things not like that with other things um and so i think it will sell out it just it doesn't make sense in a world where like the oculus quest 2 exists right when you can get yeah. maybe it's not as impressive spec wise but it, it's still gonna get you a comparable experience at a fraction of the price that allows you to be doesn't have you tethered to something. And if you want to be tethered to something, you can. Like, I I don't know, man. Yeah. Before we move on, mm -hmm. uh, Rob, I have a question for you. Uh, when Kevin said Ready Player One was a great movie, you closed your eyes and took a deep breath. Can you tell us how you really feel? Uh, actually, I, that statement? <laughs> uh, actually, I actually think that Ready Player One was a, was, was a pretty cool movie. Um, it's just that, like, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people who's like, but the book was so much better, right? Yeah. Like, I, oh god. I, I, I know. I know. I, I, I'm not I always. I'm not always like that. I'm not. I'm yeah. not one of those people like across yeah. the board. But like in that particular instance, the book is is yeah. Yeah, but I, I agree. Uh, the book's always better. Yeah, the but Godfather especially. Uh, I will say it was still, yeah, this definitely was still fun, especially yeah, when I saw right. like Gundam and Godzilla. I was like, I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Kevin, what were you going to say uh, before I exit? I was going to say, if yeah. I'm going to get a, a a VR headset, the only thing that I would love it for is if I'm going to be a pilot, I'm going to play Microsoft Flight Simulator mm -hmm. or DCS World, and I 
want to look around. I want to look around the cockpit. I got buttons to hit down below mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but I don't need a, I don't need a fit five hundred fifty dollar VR headset for that. So, yep. Does tabletop simulator have VR support? Yes, it does. Ooh. Also, okay. 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 Also, now, now, now we're talking. Now yeah. We're talking. Uh, <laughs> and can you like use the controllers as your hands, like pick up pieces? I they... believe so. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. This is what they need to be marketing. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually want to get in there and try that. I also kickstarted another VR board game platform that is basically like Tabletop Simulator, except has more uh, like license and develop games on it rather than just like workshop stuff. Um, although Tabletop Simulator started doing some of that stuff too, but um, but I'm excited for that to come out, and I'll have impressions once that does come out. All right, sticking with PlayStation, the PS5 shortage is over, says PlayStation boss. Uh, Jim Ryan at that same at the same consumer electronics show said on Wednesday that PS5 supply improved towards the end of last year. I'm happy to share that December was the biggest month ever for PS5 console sales, and that we've now sold more than 30 million units through to consumers worldwide. Everyone who wants one should have an easier time finding one at retailers starting from this point forward. Uh, you said anecdotally that you did see one in stores. I saw I saw quite a bit, like Target, Walmart, mm-hmm. um, at, like every store I went to, I would walk through the gaming section, and they were just there. And I was like, I was like, it's nice to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even he said towards the end last year, the supply increasing. Sites that were having drops, even PlayStation Direct, those drops went from lasting minutes, went from lasting minutes to lasting hours to lasting days. And so I, I mean, the writing was on the wall, and I kind of saw it as it was going, as we were going through the year of uh, supply actually meeting a point where it was keeping up with demand. And so, no, it is, it's, it's great to see. Um, yeah, absolutely. Car manufacturers are talking about they're getting their supply chains good. So, mm-hmm. great, it's, it's, it's pretty good. But sad the- to see no one. It's like I, I don't even remember sometimes that there's an Xbox. Like Xbox exists. I don't even remember sometimes. What? I mean, I that's where I do most of my gaming on. I know. So I know. Uh, Kevin, you see the marketing. Ke- you see Ke- the PS Fives on social media. <laughs> yeah. You don't see anybody say anything about the Xbox on social media. I mean, I, 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 I think this is because they bungled the Xbox One generation so bad at launch. I I also think it's because their focus isn't on like honestly when we're on here and we're talking about Microsoft and the Xbox. Uh, most of the praise is going towards Xbox Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. And so exactly, that yeah. that feels like that's their lead, <laughs> that's their flagship product is Xbox Game Pass, and I think that's cool. Like it's, yeah. th- that's it's genius. Um, oh, it's genius because it, you're insulated. You yeah. have a whole P- PC gamers yeah. coming I, right in. Yeah, I gift uh, Game Pass to friends. Yep, because I, I can play with them, <laughs> yep. and then and they're like, "What do you mean it's free?" And they're like, "Like I." The number of indie games, like I guess with my friend Game Pass in December, uh, and the number of indie games that he's talked about he's wanted to play, I'm just like, it's on Game Pass. And he's like, this is illegal. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> um, all right. Last bit of news uh, we're going to talk about is Sony also revealed at CES. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> killing me. Why is there? I don't care about this last story. No, no, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Second to last story, Sony's new PlayStation controller is an accessibility controller similar to the one that Microsoft had released a uh, few years ago. 
Sony revealed a brand new controller for the PlayStation 5 called Project Leonardo, and that aims to bring improved accessibility to players on the PlayStation. The device, which can be paired with the existing DualSense controller or used on its own, is currently in development and so far does not have a release date or price. I think this is cool. It's always cool yeah. to see more accessibility options. I I think that's one of the things that like you know you can applaud Microsoft for is they were kind of at the forefront of this. And like from a totally cynical standpoint, it uh, makes sense business wise, right? Like, yeah. get as many people in as possible. You know, from it, forget the 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 fact that you know the more people who can play, the better. And I want to see everybody be able to play games because I love this hobby so much, and because I'm such a huge fan of it. Like, the more people that play, the more people that love it, the more people that get experience. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, but even from speaking of from business perspective it makes total sense and so microsoft had released in 2018 the adaptive controller and so now seeing sony granted you know five years later get on board it, i mean it, it's great to see have they said if this supports everything like because i think microsoft said their accessibility controller just use it on whatever you want like it should work have they said anything about this for ps5 accessibility controller as far as like other platforms and stuff like that, I don't yeah. see anything here. Uh, it does say though that it will work with a, a, a bunch of external switches and third-party accessibility accessories, okay. which is the same kind of thing that the Microsoft one does, right? Okay. Um, because I, Microsoft wasn't the first one to come out and say, "Here are some adaptive controls for yeah. uh, gaming," right? They were the they were kind of the first ones of the big three to say, "Hey, here's an official way to use ours and use those," right? Like. Let's just make it easier for you. Um, and so that's... It took that's, an embarrassingly long time. Right. Well, that's yep. neither here nor there. Yep. And and that's what Sony's doing now as well. And so um, it's cool to see, you know. Is this supposed to be played with your feet? I, so you can. I think, okay. I think you can. I think there it's it's meant to be uh, flexible in how you use it, right? To yeah. kind of oh, be able to be... Yeah, because you could play this with your hands. Yeah, yep. okay. And to, you can't like grip the controller. Exactly. I, I believe right. uh, it does it. I think it says it in here. There's a uh, four 3.5 millimeter auxiliary ports. Basically, uh, you can like plug them in and like set up buttons because like some people don't have the hand movement or the foot right. movement to do so. And like like they use their head or uh, different appendages, like maybe an elbow. Like you got plug a button into like let's say L2 for aiming and just hold it down with your elbow, uh, and it mm -hmm. works that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see some. Uh, I can see some pros taking advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. Last bit of news, right? Hello? Yes. Last La bit of news. Last All right, bit of news. Let me yes, refresh yes. this doc one more time. Make no sure. Nintendo. Uh, PlayStation Plus extras January games are will include Back for Blood, Dragon Ball, and DMC. Uh, all right. Minecraft Five. We're so this is the this is the parts doing the Game Pass ads add-ons and stuff like the games coming is so much easier than going through this stuff because of the multi levels so back for blood for playstation 4 and playstation 5 is going to be joining playstation plus's extra tier of downloadable titles in january that will be available beginning uh tuesday january 17th rob which one's extra again i don't know the second tier i think right the middle tier yes the middle tier right um I think sure. so. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't See, this know is the problem. Uh, also coming is Dragon Ball Fighter Z, 
for PlayStation 4 and Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition for PlayStation 5. Additionally, Life is Strange Before the Storm for PS4, Life is Strange for PS4, Sayonara Wild Hearts for PS4, Just Cause 4 Reloaded for PS4 and PS5, Jet the Far Shore for PS4 and PS5, Omno for PS4, and Erica for PS4 will be available from uh, for PlayStation Plus Extra in January. Those at the premium level subscription, which is the top tier in the PlayStation Plus membership, can pick up three classic titles for PS1, Siphon Filter 3, Hot Shots Golf 2, Star Wars Demolition. Um, yeah, I mean, those games scream, run out, and pay the extra money for the, the top tier. 100%. Yeah. Need that. Uh, yeah, gotta have it. I mean, I, I hate everything about this, man. It really just kind of drives me nuts. And, and here's why. Because, and I understand that, yeah, I understand that, like, PlayStation Plus Extra is actually the closest thing to a one-to-one with Xbox Game Pass because premium adds the classic games, right? That's really the big difference is it adds those PS... I think think that's what it is, yeah. uh, Those uh, PlayStation, PS2, PlayStation Portable titles. And so, yeah, I get it. $3 more, you get this classic catalog. But, like, Xbox is out there giving you original Xbox titles that they can do very backwards compatibility as part of theirs, you know? And they're giving you, and I know I'm being a dead horse, but I feel like we talk about this on every podcast, but, and they're giving you uh, first party titles day and date. And Sony just doesn't do that. And I understand that they don't do that because they don't have to do that. Right. But if you told me that they were going to do that and it was only going to be part of premium, then premium makes sense for me. If you were going to say, Hey, guess what? We own Crunchyroll and, and Funimation now right? We're going to include that as part of premium. Sure, you won't get our first party titles, but now premium feels premium and you're getting this other benefit. Then it makes sense to me, right? But right now, splitting it into three different levels because, and and the only difference between the top two tier levels being those classic games, just does not make any sense to me. And I think it's a bummer. I'm, I'm right there with you on it. Like, Cool, Hot Chop Golf 2 and Siphon Filter 3, but is it worth the $17? Or is it 15 No, it's $18 a month. $18, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is definitely like an example where they're like, okay, let's just put the price point out there and then let's just slowly try to get people to get to that price point mm-hmm. so we can see the minimum, uh, the minimum amount that we need to give them to get them to buy in the premium. Yeah, I do think that, I mean, I again, I'm curious to see what the numbers are on the breakdown. I already know that they had came out towards the tail end of last year and said that the the numbers were a bit softer than they anticipated and, and wanted. And so I, I am curious to see if like E3 this summer, we see a change in, or even prior to that, we see a change in the PlayStation Plus offering and the different tiers if they continue to have the three tiers, if they start incentivizing the top tier further, I still don't just make think it that, two tiers. Yeah. I mean, I think they should. Yeah. I think they yeah. should make it two tiers. I, I mean, the truth be told, I'm also of the mind that like they should just get rid of they 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 should. Huh. They should probably get rid of PlayStation Plus Essentials. Just like they should probably get rid of games with gold and they should and they should just have like 
they should multiplayer gaming should be free and they should just have these subscription services i think that's what they should do and so whether or not they ever do that who knows 2028 but, is when they'll finally do it they always do it yeah. about five years too late yeah they gotta pay for this ad campaign yeah. Yeah. well i mean <laughs> they're, they're selling all these playstations i mean uh microsoft was apparently rumored to be looking into like ad supported tier of xbox game pass which like uh, i know people were like oh ads but the way that's been reported the implementation of it just running like a quick ad as it's booting up you know yeah. Like, uh, honestly, for a cheaper version of Xbox Game Pass, doesn't sound like the worst idea. Oh. I mean, so, and I people would I, flock to that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, here's the thing. Like, Netflix has said their free ad tier thing is working. Um, Peacock, disclaimer, I do work for them. Uh, they started, they were the first streamer to start out with ad-supported tier. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's worked. Like, we, of all the big streamers, they haven't had to go through a round of layoffs because... Um, well, they also didn't do crazy spending like some of the other uh, competition. But uh, yeah, it, it's it, everyone's doing it. Like Microsoft is supporting Netflix through it. Um, I think Disney Plus just launched one as well. Uh, so it, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing some more ad-related subscriptions on gaming consoles. I don't think you'll see Nintendo do it um, because their budget for their online spend is $5. I think you're. I think I think it's more than what their online budget is. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, that wraps up the news and pretty much wraps up this episode. Uh, Bilal, why don't you let people know where they can find you, where they can follow the site? Yeah, you guys can find me over on Twitter uh, at Bilal underscore Mion, uh, and you can follow me on Twitch at Night Mystic or where we normally just stream. Uh, and the work print on Twitch. Uh, and as always for the workprint.com, uh, follow us on socials. Uh, just look up the work print on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, we've got content uh, going up daily. Um, what do we have as of late? I think we got weekly reviews of Quantum Leap on NBC, uh, a lot of Marvel comic news, Koala Man, uh, Josh Spear, who's on a previous episode of the Games Cast. Uh, did uh, a feature on Netflix's Wednesday. Uh, yeah, uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff uh, going up on the site daily. Uh, check definitely check that out. And uh, you guys can always tune into Twitch.tv uh, slash the workprint on Wednesday nights to catch the GameCast. And if you give us a follow or subscribe, you can also catch us play One Piece and watch me lie to Rob through my teeth and smile about it. I'll never believe another thing this man says ever again. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Where can people find you and, and follow you and catch yeah. your content? Yeah, uh, you can always catch me uh, tweeting all the time at Shock2K5 on Twitter. Um, you can read my articles on channelfireball.com. Uh, write the My Hero Academia articles for them. Uh, you can find my videos at My Hero Meta on YouTube. And aside from that, just talk to me on twitter i will be going crazy this weekend one way or another as the chargers play in the playoffs so we'll see what happens all right as for me you can follow me at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 across all social media platforms the only one that's an exception is tiktok where you can find me at tito's tabletop t-i-t-o-s 
tabletop. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for being on and joining us this week. Thanks for having me. This is pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're welcome. This flew by. Yeah, you're welcome to come back anytime. Uh, Bilal? Am I welcome uh, to come back anytime? We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. We'll talk about it. Off the- no, Bilal, thank you so much, man. Uh, I know that your your schedule and, and your life is, is still just crazy as always. Um, and uh, I appreciate everything you do for getting the podcast ready and stuff like that and for making the time for being on, man. Seriously. No, no problem, man. I enjoy this. And uh, if we can get Kevin on regularly, I think this will be a fun year. Yeah. Hey, let's do it. And, uh, and uh, Kevin, I think uh, I think you might need to pull me and Rob into Tarkov one of these days and just show us the oh, misery. I would never, I would never ruin your life like that. I would never. <laughs> I would never. Uh, all right. And until... Oh, wait, before we go, thank you to everybody who popped into the live stream and who is listening to this after the fact. Um, I mean, the shows and all the streams are so much more fun and more enjoyable when you guys are in here hanging out with us for the pre-show and hanging out with us for the streams. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.